All right, Phoenix Collider has Googled the drought map. Howdy do, folks. Uh, let's go ahead and hop right into some pretty fun stuff that I was taking a look at. So, hey, Laborhood Gang. Do yes, they believe ma'am. that at this point? Anytime you say fun stuff, it's going to be a terrible fucking story. It's never a fun story, ever. You know what the funny part is? I didn't even hear myself say that. Like, that's <laughs> how I talk so often doing solo episodes. I don't even hear that shit. I really said fun stuff. You didn't said I? fun stuff, yeah. Like, Jesus we're Christ. Talking, we're talking about climate change. This isn't fun. That's not even a part of what I put on my fucking fake teleprompter. That's just what I say. Yeah. Do I am I ever not sarcastic? Never. Ever, ever. I'm never sarcastic. All right. Sir! <laughs> we can all hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm basically, I'm what happened when you take someone that was supposed to be a fucking preschool teacher and you make them do other capitalism. <laughs> you make them do other capitalism. That's what I'm supposed to be. <sighs> that's why I literally put hey gang in all my stuff because that's how I wanted to talk as a grown up. I wanted to say hey gang and come on folks. You wanted to be Mr. Rogers. I wanted to be Mr. William. <laughs> And you are in the laborhood. That's right. Hey, laborhood gang. Uh, we have an article here by Ted Scambos. Oh, God, even the way I write my shit. All right. <laughs> uh, let's do it. We have an article here by Ted Scambos. It's published in The Conversation from June 7th, 2022. And we have a link here. Uh, this is mostly an update on what we already know. In the opening of the article, it's contextualizing the issue, and Ted actually speaks from personal experience, flying over and walking on the the Arctic. Uh, My interest is downstream in the article, under the subheading, Early Stages of a Large-Scale Retreat. First, let's identify and define the term ablation, it's glacial, It's the erosive reduction of ice or snow from the surface of a mass of ice. And further from Encyclopedia.com in March of 2008. Keep that date in your fucking head, buddy. All right. In March of 2008, the World Glacier Monitoring Service of the United Nations announced that the world's alpine glaciers were melting faster than ever. In particular, the rate of retreat of uh, 30... uh, Excuse me, the rate of retreat of 30 was closely observed. Reference glaciers. They observed 30 reference glaciers around the world and and they found that it doubled from 2004, 2005 to 2006. The director of the group, according to the press, the Associated Press, uh, released from the United Nations um, Environment, Uh, program, UNEP, uh, said that the latest figures were part of what appears to be an accelerating trend with no apparent end in sight. Oh, great. Now, folks, outside of the article, I had started, after 2010, I started saying, you know, I wasn't podcasting yet, Mm -hmm. but like just in conversation with folks and whatnot on hip-hop websites and talking to be like, I think that all we can do is try to find ways to survive climate change. I think we may be, I think we may have PNR'd it. That was my thing. Yep. It's PNR. It's point of no return. Yep. And as I do this podcast and learn more, I'm like, oh, nerds that wear suits and talk to Congress are saying it PNR'd in 2002. Yep. Oh, but now I'm looking at this shit. 
And in 2008, the World Glacier Monitoring Service is saying there's no end in sight in 2008. Well... How long did these motherfuckers know? They've been knowing. Like, didn't those documents come out that this was oil companies that basically suppressed it, but they knew, like, since, like, the 70s, right? Chevron and uh, British Petroleum. Yeah, since the 70s, right? They've yes. known. Yeah, fuck. <sighs> you know. God damn it. Continuing. I'm have. We're all having a good time. It's the wine cellar. We're in the labor. We're having room. fun, guys. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. They say, um, so it's part of what appears to be a trend with no apparent end in sight, end quote, several glaciers in the Himalayas and elsewhere could disappear completely within a few decades if current melting trends continue. Oh, God. Sorry. Yes. I just, it's so fucking random, but because you said where glaciers and where the Himalayas, did you yeah, say? Yeah, Himalayas. That, that's, isn't that where, um... Where niggas be dying? Yeah, the one. <laughs> That's where but, everybody likes to climb. But like, and die. oh god, please don't let that melt. Do you know how bad it'll smell if that shit melts? It's nothing but dead bodies and bags of shit up there, but it's frozen, so it doesn't smell. But there's dead people and bags of shit everywhere up there. All right. Oh my god. So people pop Which, some like, shit sickles. That's good. Pops and shit. You know what? People pop some shit sickles. I'm serious about the shit thing because they wear diapers and they just take them off and leave them when they're up there. There's just not just homegirl from NASA. Yeah, it's not just homegirl from NASA. It's all these people, like dead people and litter and actual shit diapers. Oh God! Don't let it melt. It's gonna smell so bad. I'm so tired of the superior race. Mm. I'm so tired of them. I swear to fuck. So did you? Great. So yeah. that's gonna thaw out. Yeah. And like, and whatever fucking new virus has been frozen in there, frozen oh, in everything. God, the new yes. viruses, not even new, and, the old ones. Yeah, because I do. I I know. I just well, I don't think I mentioned on the podcast we were just talking, and I keep thinking about that story about those animals um, up in Russia that died because of the heat. They were like deer or something. And um, because the weather was warmer, like, some extra fucking microbe was, like, alive in the moss that these things eat. And, like, that, like, but they can't um, survive with that, like, particular microbe or bacteria or whatever. So it was just killing them by herds, herdfuls. But, like, it wasn't even a new thing. It was just that microbe couldn't exist when it was cold and now it's warm. And, not, like, so it wasn't even shit that, like people knew how to prepare for or knew was coming because yeah. it was just some new shit that just happened to be able to exist in that new temperature due to climate change. And it's and it was- taking down woolly mammoths. So, like, what happens when it gets into a cow population and fucks up my steak? I won't have... I'm telling you, if it happens, I know you're going to fucking laugh react, but I'm going to go to a vegan bar and randomly beat up white people in beanies because <laughs> I know it's one of you. If I lose my steak, I'm going to punch a vegan. All right. I'm telling you, skinny kids that look like Tim Pool, I know it's you. Yeah. They do. They do. Doesn't Tim Pool look like a vegan Nazi? God, he looks like he has a snitch face. (laughs) Snitching ass, Tim. Makes you want to play that snitching ass song from uh, that Christmas one, the Santa Claus one. Somebody snitched on me. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> See, he told you we're going to get to some fun stuff. Uh, wow. That's so fun. The, the fun part had nothing to do with the actual story? 
That had to do with the story. No, it didn't, because all it was is our nostalgia and memories, because there's never going to be snow for Christmas again, pretty much. Yeah. More reasons to beat up random vegans. How come white people want to conserve everything but the fucking planet? Well, because they heard George Carlin. They said, oh, so the planet will be fine. We'll just die. We are a death cult. We are a death cult. (laughs) All right. So more of the fun. Now, um, uh, for for one more reference, uh, a reference point, uh, let's go to the National Snow and Ice Data Center. Uh, they tell us, quote, a glacier retreats when it's uh, terminus. Ooh, I love these words. When it's terminus does not extend as far down valley as it previously did. Glaciers may retreat when their ice melts or ablates more quickly than snowfall can accumulate and form new glacial ice. Higher temperatures and less snowfall have been causing many glaciers around the world to retreat recently. Now, that is like the bougiest fucking way to explain an ice cube melting that I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I want to do responsible podcasting. I mean, I know, but just like the way that they made it sound so fucking academic. Because really, all I had in my head was like, okay, so it's like when an ice cube melts, it just keeps getting smaller and then there's just more water around it. Okay, got it. But that was a lot of words to say that. And this whole thing is just to make it easier to understand this piece from an article by Ted Scambos in, uh, published in The Conversation. All right, so now we'll take a look at the excerpt from Ted's article published. Um, quoting, uh, Toward the coast of West Antarctica is a large area of ice called the Thwaites Glacier. This is the widest glacier on Earth at 70 miles across, draining an area nearly as large as Idaho. Satellite data tells us that it is the in the early stages of large-scale retreat. The height of the surface has been dropping by up to three feet each year. Three fucking feet. Mm. That's a lot of inches mm-hmm. each year. Huge cracks have formed at the coast. Remember, Ted knows this from flying over it and walking on it. Um, have formed at the coast, and many large icebergs have been set adrift. The glacier is flowing at over a mile per year, and at this speed, this nearly doubled in the past three decades. Holy shit. Two decades of satellite data show the fastest ice loss in the vicinity of the Thwaites Glacier with NASA. A view across from the ice from an airplane above uh, moving uh, uh, from an airplane shows many fractures from above. The fractures are evident in the Thwaites Glacier. This area was noted early on as a place where uh, where the ice could lose grip on the bedrock. The region was termed uh, a weak underbelly of the ice sheet. Okay. Losing the grip on the bedrock. I saw that wording and said, what the fuck is that? Um, So, this is from uh, warmer water running under the glacier and eroding the ice that fused and helped anchor the glacier in that place. Oh, good. That doesn't sound ominous at all. Yeah, losing its grip on the bedrock. All right. And then also, so... As it breaks apart in pieces, what does that mean the pieces just go, like, free-floating then if they can't hold on to the bedrock? Correct. Great. Yes. 
Yeah, and then obviously those pieces are smaller, so now they can melt faster themselves. Great. Adding to sea level rise. And I'm not just spitballing this. This is what I've been in here reading all year while you've been doing your job in the other room. (laughs) It's really bad. (laughs) Ah. It's going to be fun, he said. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, here, we got some some fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Uh fucking. Ah, shit. Did fucking Windows freeze up on me again? It sure did. Uh Ha-ha. And oh, wait, no, it didn't. Okay. Oh. But yeah, no, there is fun stuff. Watch this. Okay. But the crops I'm most proud of are seven children who grew up to be strong, Trump-loving, Christian conservatives. Okay. There's some fun uh, stuff. Okay. That, that doesn't sound fun. In this broadcasting, there will be fun stuff. Oh, fuck. Windows did fucking, um... Oh, it did freeze up. Damn it. Uh-oh. Can I bring up... No, you yes, can't. Yes, that is back. Okay. As long as I can uh, fucking see my words, and I know that audio is recording. All right, so, some of the first measurements of the ice depth uh, using the radio echoes, echo sounding showed that the center of West Antarctica had bedrock up to a mile and a, and a half below sea level. The coastal area was shallow, uh, was shallower with few mountains and some higher ground, but a wide gap between the mountains lay near the coast. This is where the Thwaites Glacier meets the sea. This pattern with deep ice piled high near the center of the ice sheet and shallower but still low uh, bedrock is near the coast. It's a recipe for disaster, albeit a very slow-moving disaster. Great. You get it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, ice flows under its own weight. Uh, something we learned in high school earth science. I did not learn that in my high school earth science. They were big on sedimentary rocks. That was such a big deal. I took botany. I took plant science. I don't know if that's the same. Um, probably. Pretty yeah. similar. Okay. Got it signed off as math. Very bad at math. Once you get into that, what is it? The, uh, with the letters algebra yeah once you start getting all algebra i get islamophobic when that stuff comes in i'm like i don't need your agrabah okay islamic (laughs) anytime someone says something disparaging about muslim people that woman's voice is just in my head it's gonna be there until i die islamic (laughs) oh man So they claim that we all learned this in earth science, but give it a thought now. With very tall and very deep ice near Antarctica's center, a tremendous potential for faster flow exists. By being shallower near the edges, the flow is held back, grinding on the bedrock as it tries to leave, grinding on the bedrock as it tries to leave, and having a shorter column of ice at the coast, squeezing it outward. So it's pushing away. Fuck. So like, and said, it's moving a mile a year. Right. Right? And the physical, geographical, and the topographical settings around it are Mm -hmm. helping. And then the warm water running under it Mm -hmm. is helping more. And then I wonder what it's doing to um, just whatever type of plant life, animal life, marine life is in the path of that. Because that's got to be like a drastic um, temperature change. 
Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Can whatever lives there, if something is living, if something is living there, can they withstand it? Can it wake something up that's been sleeping? I don't know. Yeah. Because, nah. Encino Man <laughs> needs to trend. Because I remember a couple of years ago, I said something like that. Like, I bet some shit's going to thaw out and we're not going to know what the fuck it is. And it's going to fuck us up. And everyone was like, you're so paranoid. Syphilis. <sighs> oh. Yeah. You got to put syphilis on the syllabus. For those of you who couldn't see because the camera's not on, I took a very dramatic sip of my tea on that one. <laughs> a dramatic sip of my tea. It was tea. a dramatic sip of tea. <laughs> dramatic sip of my tea. Yes. Oh, man. It's, uh, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, so the, um, the Atlantic Glacier uh, flows between mountains. Uh, lines in the ice show what, that it's flowing. All right? So they actually have, like, tracks showing that the movement is there. So, like, even if they're not there to see it, they're like, there, it fucking happened. Okay. Um, an Antarctic Glacier flows toward the sea. Uh, a nerd named Errant Petit says that. Now, how warmer water is undermining the glacier, hmm, if the ice were to step back far enough, uh, the retreating front would go from thin ice, still nearly 3,000 feet thick, to thicker ice toward the center of the continent. At the retreating edge, the ice would flow faster because the ice is thicker now. By flowing faster, the glacier pulls down the ice behind it, allowing it to float. Okay, so think Mario Kart. I'm sure it hasn't changed much since Super Nintendo with the basic fundamentals, right? You like to pick Luigi or Princess, right? Mm -hmm. Or someone like that that's going to accelerate fast. But if you do get Bowser or Donkey Kong who accelerates slow, they're bigger, they're heavier. But once they're moving, they're fucking moving. It's like that with that thick-ass ice. That thick-ass ice is in motion. Now try to stop it. Get it? Got it? Got it good. That's probably not good, but fucking... You said this was fun. What? What? I'm trying to tell you now. So uh, So they close this out by saying, By flowing faster, the glacier pulls down the ice behind it, allowing it to float, causing more retreat. That's what's known as a positive feedback loop. Retreat. I like the way they just put that sentence in. That's what's known as a positive feedback loop. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) And it's retreating and leading to thicker ice at the front of the glacier, making it faster, leading to more retreat. So it gets thicker, goes faster, makes it thicker in the front, makes it go faster. Exponentially increasing climate change. So as you've been reading this, I was trying to find the story I was talking about, about the Russian deer or whatever that died. So I Googled Russian deer die climate change. Yeah. I did not find the story I was looking for. However. Yeah. Uh, anthrax outbreak in Russia thought to be a result of thawing permafrost. Anthrax outbreak triggered by climate change kills boy in Arctic Circle. Starvation kills 80,000 reindeer after Arctic rain cuts off. I haven't even found what the fuck I was... And then Bloomberg has a sense of humor. Yeah. Anthrax spewing zombie deer are the least of your warming planet worries. What? They are. I d- I'm not worried about anthrax spewing zombie deers myself. <laughs> not a big problem over here. <laughs> so, yeah, I was trying to find out um, this article while you're doing that. And uh, it's just uh, it keeps getting worse. 
I don't know, man. It keeps getting worse. Yeah, you're not going to get me with zombie deer propaganda. I zombie don't deer propaganda. Shit. But they're Russian zombie deer. Russian zombie deer. Yes. It, sa- it sounds like fucking suburban sitcom lines. They're Russian zombies, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you know those Bernie bros. <laughs> Russian zombies. Uh, <clears throat> now, on that positive feedback loop, we're talking about marine ice sheet instability. Marine ice sheet instability is about the potential for these ice sheets that are grounded, uh, grounded lower than the um, than the sea level to destabilize in a runaway fashion. This activity is, rec- as recorded, was first identified and presented in the 1970s by uh, by Joannis Weertman. And it was immediately identified as a way in which even gradual anthropogenic human-caused global warming could lead to a relatively rapid sea level rise. To close the segment, not close the segment, to continue into the next part of the segment, right when I was originally Mm -hmm. doing this, I thought this would be the closer, but it got a little too fun. So hopping over to uh, KVUEABC Dallas, just letting folks know, there are restrictions on fireworks in Texas. Why would what? Texas restrict something? Of all the things they could restrict. <laughs> I mean, it is gunpowder. It is gunpowder. That's powder. what y'all, y'all damn... He's taking their guns. You liberal achis wanted something restricted. Well, you fucking got it. So fireworks restrictions are I- I- issued in central Texas amid dangerous drought conditions. Oh, drought. Oh, <laughs> suddenly they know how science works. Stick How rockets. bizarre. <laughs> yep, no stick rockets among the pyrotechnics as they will be banned from sales this year. Over at PBS.org. Uh, I accidentally put dog org. Okay. Um, heat stress is blamed for thousands of cattle deaths in Kansas. All right, this was uh, published uh, June 17th, 2022, a couple days ago. Uh, thousands of cattle, cattle in the feedlots in southwestern Kansas have died of heat stress due to soaring temperatures, high humidity, and little wind in recent days, industry officials said. The final toll remains unclear, but as of Thursday, at least 2,000 heat-related deaths had been reported to the Kansas Department of Health and Environment, the state agency that assists in disposing of carcasses. The agency spokesman, Matt Lara, said he expects the number to rise as more feedlots report losses from this week's heat wave. It's over the original 2,000 that the stupid leftist Bernie bros were talking about a couple days ago. Bernie bros don't know things. Um, From the Los Angeles Times, since they don't know things, we have a link here for you. Uh, A treacherous California fire season made more dangerous by drought and water restrictions. Uh, Mm -hmm. California fire officials Daryl Osby and Brian Marshall are pictured in the article that we have the link to. Article by Haley Smith and Alex Wigglesworth. (laughs) Fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Published June 10th. Uh, Let's pull another headline from the San Francisco Chronicle and pull an excerpt. The cruelest summer yet? California is facing drought, heat, blackouts, and fires all at once. Woohoo! 
an article up by Curtis Alexander, published June 15th, updated June 16th. And let's take a look at the subheading in this article, Wildfire Danger. Quote, The drought also leaves California's hills and valleys primed for burning yet again. While recent rains may help take the edge off the fire season initially, the benefit won't last. The first three months of the year, when California typically gets a good portion of its rain, marked the driest start to the calendar year on record for most of the state. And that's after two dry years that also uh, that also sapped forests, greenlands, and chaparral of moisture and fire resiliency. The national, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the National Interagency Fire Center has pegged Northern California, including the Bay Area, lot of niggles, uh, for above average fire potential in July and August, with the exception of some coastal spots. By September, all of the north of the state is projected to be at high risk. Now... The folks over at KTLA go a little further mm-hmm. into the deal with the wildfires. Headline, what the drought means for this year's wildlife season, wildfire season in California. Uh-huh. Article up by Nuran Salihi um, for the Next Star Media Wire. Article published June 1st this year. Uh, California's relentless drought and quickly melting mountain snow means that the state has the has the right conditions for yet another summer of intense wildfires. This is going to get cool. Watch this. Okay, I'm ready. Um, a dismal snowpack in the Sierra Nevada mountains, a dry beginning to 2022, a trend of record-breaking heat waves, and an early snowmelt are all setting the stage for an early wildfire season that promises to bring large explosive infernos, experts say. Sweltering under the rising temperatures, California's thirsty dry brush transforms into fuel for wildfires Mm -hmm. that become more volatile and burn hotter. On top of that, California saw more rain than last winter, which means there's now more robust vegetation that can also be wildfire fuel. So when you mentioned California, I said I hadn't been looking. So I went to um, actually the government website, and they basically said all the stuff you just said. Um, but what one of the things that stuck out about the snow is they point out in here that um, 58 counties in California are under a drought emergency proclamation. And they also note that most rain and snow falls in California from November, November through April. It fills the reservoirs and... I- that fills the reservoirs that we use to supply homes, businesses, and farms. It also supports fish and wildlife that use our rivers and wetlands. But um, it's a critically dry year, and they note that because... Where did it go? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Where did it go yes. now? Um, the snow melted faster than expected in 2021, reducing the snowpack to 38%. And this <laughs> is the state's second extreme drought in 10 years. And is a symptom of more climate change. Yes. So that was uh, interesting to me that with the snow, that they actually rely on snow to keep them going throughout the year and there's no snow. So, you know. And also the fact that the government, like, because this is um, a, you know, California government website that I'm reading this off of. The fact that they just keep saying all over it, it's climate change, but we don't have any serious climate change plans in place. I'm a little concerned about that. You know, 
Not to get all conspiratorial or anything, but... It's all over. I mean, yeah, that, but also, like, I wonder if they're going to intentionally try to increase the prison population so they have more firefighters. <clears throat> Ooh, more man. expendable firefighters. They're going to have to get the vice president down there to help. They need someone that has experience. Well, I mean, with all these, uh... Keep ramping up giving money to police and now abortion bans and police don't have to Mirandize you anymore. I imagine the prison population will be exploding. They will can pick any inmate they want. Oh, damn. And also didn't what we were just covering. Um, they're planning on having less employment. Yep. People might have to turn to a little crime. Yep. To get a dollar. Yep. And it's like, oh, ah. you thought you were on the crime wire, but <laughs> you're a firefighter or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be it gets it's it's even fun, even more fun. Uh, Something that we're learning from a nerd. um, What is this nerd's name? Uh, Tertha uh, Banerjee. Uh, I may not be pronouncing that right. I think it may be a name from India or so. Uh, But Tertha Banerjee is a nerd uh, with a bachelor in a bachelor's in science and civil engineering from the uh, Jadavupar University in Calcutta, India. Yes. And they're and uh, they're saying so. What California can expect from this year's fire season? It's going to look a lot like it did in recent years, with more than 2.5 million acres burned across California in 2021, according to data from the Cal Fire and U.S. Forest Service. A year before, a record-shattering 4.2 million acres burned. The state got its first Giga Fire that year, uh, the August Complex Fire, which burned more than 1 million acres in Northern California. Uh, my own note that I'm adding to this, a gigafire is a fire that burns 1 million acres, while a megafire burns 100,000 acres. Uh, back to the article. Uh, and so far this year, the state has already seen 2,279 fires that together burned 10,861 acres, according to data from Cal Fire and the U.S. Forest Service. Uh, quote from the Cal Fire Chief John Heggie, It's no longer a fire season. It's a fire year in California. End quote. Uh, we have sea level rise coming up on the coast peninsulas and islands we have fires coming for california and elsewhere folks are going to migrate inland but inland there are tornadoes heat waves and more droughts and when it cools off we have extreme winter conditions with a more loose polar vortex reaching its sexy vexy tentacles down into the areas occupied by us industrialized folk And Texas hasn't upgraded its power grid to get ready for another snap cold winter. Great. All right. Yeah, that was fun for sure. And now I have to see if I can't get the darn diggle bapper. The what? The diggle bapper. Are we still recording? Are you making it a new segment? I'm trying to make sure that I have stuff at all. Oh, I have some stuff. Oh, no, I mean, uh, the, the, uh, here it is. Nope, that's, that's, I'm trying to find the Audacity program. Oh, damn. Uh, control, alt, um, delete. Task manager. 
Okay, Audacity's running. Can I bring it to the front? Create dump file, open file location, da da da. Name Audacity. Can I da 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 bop bop? Line properties go to service. Windows widgets, win it, win log, win. Damn, Windows is completely gone. Can I bring Audacity to the front? There it is, dot Audacity. Good. 